0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the RGM podcast, episode number 28, actually, nonetheless. Today we have a massive lineup of things to discuss with you. Frankly, I don't know how we're going to get through it all in an hour and a half, but we will do our best. We have some new Star Wars Battlefront 2 news, um, Injustice 2, Middle Earth, Shadow of War, South Park, The Surge, Dreadnought, Hunt, Prey, Destiny 2, Black Ops 2 getting in the top 10 of the MPDs for April, uh, the Phantom Dust remaster getting a little bit of slack because apparently it doesn't look as good as what it should, even though it is actually a really old game. But anyway, we'll discuss that later. We have the second round of the debate night semifinals with myself and Eric Jackson going head to head over whether new consoles are being released too quickly. We have a bit of chatter about Ubisoft that's starting to play a little bit hard, releasing a lot of games. We have E3 2017 updates, our usual Netflix and chill segment, and of course, we will wrap up with What Grinds My Gears. But before we get into any of that, let's introduce today's panelists, starting with my co-director, Julius Malco. Hey,
1: everyone. How's it going today? Hope uh, everyone's enjoying their weekend so far. We've got a lot of news to cover, so let's get into it.
0: Indeed, indeed. Next up, we have Sam Talbot, the Assistant Editor-in-Chief at Real Game Media. Hey,
1: everybody. Hope everyone's
2: having a great time playing games, relaxing, kicking back and listening. As Bella said, we have a massive, massive amount of stuff to get to today. So let's dive right in.
3: Absolutely.
0: Next up, we have Eric Jackson, one of our senior writers at RGM.
4: What's going on, everybody? How's it going?
0: Hang on, hang on. Stop right there. Did you just come into my house with that level of enthusiasm?
4: I thought I was putting on. How is it any less enthusiastic than what everybody else (laughs) did? I I mean, literally, everyone's like, "Hello, how's it going?" Hello, how's it going?
3: What's up, motherfucker? There you go.
0: Someone gets called out every week. The, the other two were like enthusiastic. I was like, right, you're the least enthusiastic out of the three. You're going on the travel block.
4: I thought that was, thought that oh, was like very, very you. Man- <laughs> you, Older, you bring up the to the, the next week. It was very it was very smoky to bear. Like, how's it going, everybody?
0: You know? Oh goodness. And last but not least, we have a very special guest with us today. Mr. Sam Stevenson, aka Obi, from Operation Supply Drop.
5: Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing out there?
0: And and see, I I note that level of enthusiasm in your voice. He's like, oh damn, you (laughs) gotta
5: bring it out, man. Come on.
0: So before we get into the meat and the potatoes of the podcast today, I'd like to actually just quickly throw over to Sam, aka Obi, who we're going to refer to him from now on because we've got two Sams on the panel and that's just going to get confusing, Um, so that you can give us a bit of a rundown about who you are, what operations supply drop is, and maybe give us a bit of a, um, a, a, I guess a summary of how so far military uh, appreciation month has been going.
5: Hey, so I am Sam Stevenson, uh, known online as Obi Wan Shinobi. I've been a part of Twitch since it was before Twitch, back in the days when it was just in TV, just moderating and watching streams. Um, in 2014, I was working for a company called Jinx TV. I ran their Twitch channel and we kicked it off with um, the first ever cross TV, cross Twitch broadcast. Uh, which was a charity stream for the charity in the UK called Special Effect. I did that as a mini project for about four months. It went fantastically well. Um, Then during an event called RTX, which takes place in Austin, Texas, I was fortunate enough to meet the team of Operation Supply Drop there, and they asked me what I did. We just got chatting, as you do, and they were looking to launch their Twitch channel in a more uh, more gaming-focused way than just having a presence. They actually wanted to do something with it, so they asked me for my help. And with the help of Roxy Serchik guiding me, I eventually, over the last three years, have built our channel uh, to what it is now—the uh, partner channel, which you guys streamed on last week. And we have, our, we have our sub count. Uh, all the sub money goes to helping veterans, uh, and I should say the charity is a veteran charity. Uh, we support veterans across the world, sending video game care packages. To make fun where there is none is our primary goal, but we also do a lot of work with veteran hospitals and rehabilitation. I pretty much manage the channel. There's a lot of things.
0: Yeah. Very awesome stuff. It's it's fantastic. Um, A lot of our followers will have seen the stream that we did a couple of weeks ago on the OSD Twitch account. We're actually going to be doing that again this following weekend uh, just because it is such a, a good cause and we're really proud to be able to be a part of it. So make sure that you look out for the notifications next weekend and come and join in on the stream, support our team and support the troops and OSD.
5: <clears throat> oh, I should say that we are on our way to 30,000 raised across military appreciation month.
0: That wow, is brilliant. Amazing. Yeah. That that's is awesome. really good for one month and we're not even done yet. Another week, another RGM stream yet to go.
5: <laughs> you can get us there. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. We will. We'll, we'll, we'll do that'll our be best. our
0: goal to make sure we crack it. Yeah. All right. So we've done the introductions. Let's do a quick what we've been gaming this week. We'll do everything in the same order again. Julius, have you been playing games this week, sir?
1: Yes, I have. Uh, picked up Ooh, NBA yeah, Playground. Um <laughs> Played quite a bit of it. Uh, we, we actually planned on doing a live stream. Uh, during the week that it launched, and unfortunately, we discovered that uh, there is no online party multiplayer, which was unfortunate. But you know, the game itself is fun, and uh, encourage anyone who's uh, who's a big basketball fan to to pick it up. Uh, we've been playing NBA Jam
4: as well as uh, some Titanfall Two.
0: Excellent. Yeah, no, that online thing threat. is
4: a problem. That, uh, that online thing is a problem with playgrounds, amongst a few other problems the game has. But
0: oh, absolutely. Um, Sam Don't actually put a, a a Sam's,
3: yeah, me, yeah, Sam's
0: <laughs> a piece up about that earlier today. So yeah, anybody who yeah. wants to see his thoughts on that, go onto the Real Game Media website. There is a very heartfelt opinion piece about the uh, the lack of online versus friends options in that game. Uh, so. Speaking of, Sam, what have you been playing this week?
2: Everything Julius mentioned, NBA Jam, Titanfall 2, attempted playgrounds, but I've been doing that in single player stuff. I've also been going back and earning a lot of achievements in some games I completed a while ago, like Outlast 2, speed running that, Rise and Shine, working on all the collectibles and that. And then beyond that, I think we might get to chance to, yeah, I can't talk. We might get a chance to talk about this a little bit later, but I've been playing the bejesus out of Prey and -hmm. The Surge as well, because I put up reviews for both of those. And I'm enjoying both of them. I especially enjoyed Prey. I think if you like games like Dishonored or shooters in general, or you're just looking for something different than what most games are on the market these days, you really need to check it out.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Mr. Eric Jackson. Mr. Barry Manilow, what have you been playing this week?
4: Uh, well, I just finally started on uh, Resident Evil 7. Mm. I know I'm late to the Good party, man. but um, better late than never. Yeah, yeah. Um, I
0: know you have an aversion to those horror games as well. <laughs> He's
4: like, don't
3: no, really I'm... want to do this.
4: No, I don't at all. I actually don't at all. Like, i rather enjoy them. Um, not like We're our buddy Enrique, who's in the chat. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, so yeah, so I've been rocking on that. Uh, yeah, um, I was also playing NBA Playground. And we could probably do like a whole little cast on that just in general, you know, where that game stands. Uh, oh, yeah. I do, It is fun. There's something very fun there. I really hope that they support and patch and fix things and continue to add to it because I think the base game is good. It's just a couple of technical things that are really throwing it off. Um, other than that, uh, finished Little Nightmares uh, about a week and a half ago really awesome game just have to go back now and do like the uh, the hour uh, speed run without dying to get the last 200 uh, achievement points and mm-hmm. then also cruise through the Batman telltale uh, games or episodes last week which was really good that was really interesting so awesome. uh, that's about it
0: that's yeah. a pretty good spread of games well done thank you you're welcome you <laughs> uh, <Obi. laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing? And I, I can imagine that you are very strapped for time when it comes to gaming, considering you're trying to stream for OSD around the clock this month. But what have you had a chance to stop and play so far in the last couple of weeks?
5: Uh, I've been playing ba- uh, playgrounds as well. Uh, Basketball is like my main sport, so I, I will play anything NBA-related. And I've only got two problems with it. Actually, no, three problems with it. The shooting doesn't <laughs> make any sense. Vince Carter's stats are awful, and I still don't have Alan Iverson. That's my only problems with the game. Um, <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Gears of War four again. Uh, Gears of War is like my main yes. franchise game, and yeah, uh,
0: it must be a Sam thing because, like, Sam is just Gears nuts as well.
5: <laughs> it's it's the best franchise in gaming, and uh, <laughs> bits and, bits and bobs of Overwatch because uh, it's that's like a drug to me. So. Whenever yeah, whenever right. there's not a meeting or some downtime, quickly open up my laptop, play a couple of games, and I should be playing Lawbreakers because it's the beta weekend again, but I just haven't had the time to get on. I'll probably jump on that tomorrow.
0: Nice. Again, a good spread of games. So I have a question
5: um, before we move on. I'm sorry.
4: How do we through. not have a slot for playgrounds when it seems like everyone on here has something that they might want to say about that game? Oh no, oh, oh, no, there's, there's a a slot. playgrounds. There's a slot oh,
0: told.
3: oh, there is, okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there it's it is. It's
0: called what Grinds My Gears, Eric. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we can all go in and oh, <laughs> <laughs> on. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Let's
4: just change it. What grinds my gears? Play for grinds my gears.
0: Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, it's going to be totally okay if all of us have the same thing that grinds our gears this way. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is
2: a very special yeah. case. <laughs> this is a very special yeah. case. Okay.
0: Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, it's funny. A lot of us have been playing very similar games this way. So I started off... My fortnight with uh, NBA Playgrounds, I practiced the crap out of it because uh, I was going to be streaming it live with Julius and uh, I wanted to make sure I gave him a right royal spanking live on air and to wake up to find that um, Mm -hmm. neither of us had thought to look into this because it just shouldn't have been a thing that we should even think about checking was in the game, but apparently you can't play against your friends. Um, So I had to repurchase and reinstall NBA Jam so been playing that and actually consistently throughout the last two weeks, I keep going back to It's just so much fun. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to when you know they actually add that really core cool feature to NBA Playgrounds because I do like what they've done with the button controls. It is a little bit more complicated than NBA Jam, but once you get used to it, it's much more fluent. So I've been playing that. I've also been playing a lot of Titanfall 2. That game is just Oh, so good. <laughs> um, as always, mm-hmm. as as you guys know me, ever since uh, Black Ops 2 went back compat again, I have been smashing out a lot of Black Ops 2 zombies. Specifically Nuketown and uh, Town seem to be the map screen run that we always <laughs> go back to because you mm-hmm. know, not everybody has all the DLC and stuff. And luckily those two maps uh, you know it costs you what 495 for Nuketown and you have a variety of really, really good maps for anywhere from three to four people, so that is a lot of fun. And the other game that I have been playing is Injustice 2.
3: Ooh.
0: Massive, massive fan of the first Injustice. I am finding the transition into the new one a little bit difficult. Uh, it's a lot darker than the first Injustice. The, the button control import is very similar, so in that regard, I'm able to pick it up quite quickly. But I don't know, I feel I feel like I need to spend more time with it before I can give it my my final you know stamp of approval. It it is really good. Anybody who likes fighting games, you're really gonna enjoy it, particularly if you're a DC fan. So so that's what I've been playing.
5: Good nice. list of games.
3: Good spray games. Indeed. Indeed. I actually
5: I actually forgot one off my list. Oh Breath, yes, Breath of the Wild Breath of the Wild. <gasps> You've been
0: playing so much. How could you forget nice. about Zelda?
5: Because I'm not all that impressed with it. Oh. don't Please
0: tell me more.
5: Uh, I mean, it, it's great for what's basically a Game Boy. But is the Switch really <laughs> a console? Or is it just another DS? And, like, why am I forced to buy Mario Kart again when I could have got it on the Wii U? Again, why would I... Bu- I- also the fact that weapons keep on exploding and you can't repair them is the most frustrating thing in any game but that's already that the really, biggest complaint I
4: hear from people and I kind of have that complaint too so I'm with you on that it's like it doesn't re- the weapons make no they make they make no difference yeah because yeah, yeah the finest paper mache <laughs> the blacksmiths can afford yeah it's yeah I get where they were trying to go with it but that could use a tweak
3: yeah yeah okay, so, so-
5: also collecting nine hundred chorus seeds uh. in it. And only <laughs> only four or five hundred of them actually matter. The others are just mm-hmm. for collector's sake. I'm like this is what threw me off Assassin's Creed because I don't wanna to have to collect a thousand feathers. Like there's, there's too many collectibles in games.
4: Yeah, yeah and in yeah, their Cameron. case in particular, with no achievement system, you really it's like what really is the point? Yep. You know, It's not like you get a trophy for it or an achievement to say, Hey, yeah, I actually sound like a like a nut and did it you know
0: well oh, yeah if i'm yeah. going to walk around and collect a thousand feathers i want at least 25 g for that
4: yeah more than that that's a lot because <laughs> yeah that's a big part of the game like people are 30 percent done with that game after doing almost everything and those you know the
5: korok seeds are the the outlier
0: indeed yeah,
5: in, yeah. having said that in this which defense it is fantastic for, like, flying. Like, I spend a lot of time flying from America to England and back and forth, and the fact that I can just boot up Zelda for six to ten hours is great. It's just its the weapon system really does bug me.
0: Yeah, it's got to be nice to be able to play like that on a plane, you know, it just mm-hmm. the time melts away when you can get immersed into a game. As we all know, you can look up at the clock and be like, well, damn, it's dinner time, and I started playing just before lunch. <laughs> <laughs> So, then, yeah, that would definitely help with flights and stuff. All right, cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you have voiced that because apparently that is a issue that is echoed among others. So I'll keep that in mind when I start delving into it. But let's move in to our first segment for the day, which is recent and upcoming game releases. First on the ticket is the new Star Wars Battlefront 2 trailer. I know you've all seen it because I sent you all the link. <laughs> <Who's>, <laughs> who is the most hyped for it? Who, who was the most hyped? Because I'm pretty uh, damn hyped.
5: I watched it on the Dura. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I'm sorry that you had to watch trailers you didn't want to watch, but you don't want to come on here and no know what you're talking about, right?
5: That is that is true. I just uh, for those of you who don't know, I whenever there's a game or movie or TV series that I'm really interested in, I don't like to watch the trailer for it because I don't want any spoilers.
4: Yeah. Well, totally right. get That's that. Fair. That's
5: fair. Totally get that. I'm the same way. And it's I, I blame the... I blame Phantom Menace for that.
3: Oh, <laughs>
0: exactly. yeah. oh. Yep. So everyone's pretty excited for this. Do we feel like the way they're approaching the development of this game is kind of making up for some of the sins that they did with the first one?
1: I think so. I really hope so. Sorry, go ahead, Jules. Yeah, no, I really hope so. Um, the the way they're they're approaching the uh, the storyline is is really cool. Um, you you always watch the star all the Star Wars movies is always oh you know the rebels are going after the Imperials because Imperials are bad blah 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 you never really get to to know why you know they do the things that they do and they're they're starting to <laughs> what's that because the haters
3: because the haters
1: right so I mean what drives their hatred you know what you know is is there really any good reason why they're just so damn evil right? So it, it's funny the how you know, <laughs> the dark side's not a reason. Well, I mean, I guess it could be, but <laughs> it's one of those reasons. But no, it, it's kind of cool to see, you know how the other side thinks and feels in, in, in the ideology, and you know it'll be interesting to see if it, if it really changes my feeling of the empire. I mean, they've all got the cool weapons, right? but they can't get the Death Star or anything right. So
4: <laughs> the security's pretty
1: lax. <laughs>
3: 15
4: times the charm. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> How many more of these battle stations are we going to lose?
1: At what point do they go? No more Death Stars.
4: Like we're killing the taxpayers with this thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> can we Stop. put a, a door over that little hole so no one can like fly into it?
1: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I'm really, I'm really excited. Um, it's good to see that they're focusing on the uh, a single player campaign, even though you know. They said EA looked at the data and said, "Hey, you know, it, it, it doesn't point that way that people play the single player," but then you have this outcry of people going, "Yes, we want single player, so put you know they're putting it back in there, which is great." Mm.
4: Yeah, that makes me more excited
1: for it. And space the combat campaign aspect. Yeah. Space combat.
4: Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, because I mean you would think that it's a realistic expectation that you could anticipate that a Star Wars game would actually have space-based combat, right?
4: <laughs> you would think. Not if they make you stay on hot the whole time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Okay, surface. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but in all honesty, like I, I really wish they came out with an like a remastered or or whatever redid. Relaunched uh, X Men versus Tie Fighter, like that would be amazing. Mm.
3: Or even had,
1: or even had an X wing versus Tie Fighter mode in Battlefront Two.
5: At first, I thought you said X Men versus Tie Fighter. I was like, Wow, <laughs> I missed this game. I need it
3: now. Since, oh, since, oh, since oh, when did oh, Cyclops and <laughs> <TIE great>.
5: Fighter? <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 that would be no, so oh, good. Yeah, Nothing
5: easy. I mean. Disney, do I have the IP for both? Disney, if you're listening, make it happen. No, <laughs> unfortunately,
2: it's Fox you know that's got the X-Men.
5: Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Fox ruined Fox run everything. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Come it. to the party, Fox. At Deadpool. <laughs> Excellent. Still all right.
0: Well, unless anybody else has anything significant they want to add to their hype for Battlefront 2, we're going to move straight along to the next one. Excellent. So, moving right along, the next one we have to discuss today is the release of Injustice 2. So, I think from what everybody has said they've been playing the last couple of weeks, it seems like I'm the only one that's played Injustice 2 apart from like Julius for about five
1: minutes, right? Oh my god. That was (laughs) excruciating.
0: It was really bad. So, I I bought Injustice 2, Um, and as I explained at the beginning, big fan of Injustice. Uh, So, Julius is like, well, you know, maybe I should get injustice too, and then we can play together, and we can maybe stream it next weekend for OSC. I'm like, that's a great idea. So anyway, a game that takes me a day to install <laughs> takes him fifteen minutes. Um, but unfortunately, because of the the way that they are going about the matchmaking, apparently, if you're in Canada and the person you want to play a game with is in Australia, you can't hold a connection. You can't play a game together.
1: No, I, I think I think that one bar on that connection thing is like fake because it was like negative bars. I don't know how many times mm-hmm. we restarted matchmaking, it would like kill, it would die in the menu, it would die on, on like character selection and the the one time we actually got into a match, uh, I ended up just bunny hopping over her and then she hit me with a garbage can. And then <laughs>
4: <laughs> She really it
1: in real life. <laughs>
0: And I was sort of like, Xbox forgot that. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, pretty much. So the only the only Injustice Two match that I, I had, and she won because of a technicality.
0: Not because of the technicality. <laughs> let's be honest. If
4: I had a health bar, you would have lost. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> odd though. That's odd though, because Bella, we had the same issue with Mortal Kombat X.
0: Mortal Kombat, yeah.
4: Uh, Eric, you just beat yeah. me. I was
2: about to say, NetherRealm is developing a nasty pattern here, and mm. yeah, I, I'm not liking it. That's not good. They they need to. This isn't working. No, I, Get this I, stuff. I, do I text someone,
4: Samuel sleuthing? Maybe some Samuel digging.
1: <laughs> well, you, know, you know, Microsoft spent billions and billions of dollars on this thing called oh, the cloud, that has data centers all over the world, and it seems like none of the third party people are using them. Like they have they have a data center in Australia for Xbox Live. So mm-hmm. why isn't why isn't there a, a server yes. for these third-party games to take advantage of this this global infrastructure so that people can play with other people around the world? I mean, it's 2017, guys. Yeah. We should be able yeah. to have you know if this infrastructure is there. Like, what's going to happen with uh, with Crackdown Two or Crackdown Three?
2: Oh man, well that's that's oh. Microsoft, so that's, they'll make sure it's actually on there, though. Well, we that's hope.
4: The yeah, we couldn't even play iDart. dart Yeah. Like, like chugging and flattering. yeah. It was, it was pretty bad.
0: Yeah, yep. I, I was very disappointed. So, I mean, unfortunately, it is, it, it is what it is, and, and it just means that I'm not going to be able to play with a lot of people in America or Canada, but... Luckily for me, I have a lot of people who play Injustice 2 in Australia. So we've been smashing it out. I have to say, um, you have to work really hard to beat my catwoman. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm loving I'm loving Injustice too. I just I feel like I have different expectations for it and I need to play the game for what it is and not what I thought it would be. And if I can do that, I'm really going to get right into it. Uh, so since I'm the only one that's really had an experience with Injustice 2 so far, we're going to move right along to Middle-earth Shadow Award's War's new trailer and how it shows an open world. Uh, Sam, I know you are like so blushing to talk about this one, so why don't you take the lead?
2: I mean, I think they're doing everything right. I've said this, you know, since it leaked and then they showed off the trailer like two days after that I think they are handling the release of this game perfectly, announcing it just a few months before it's going to come out and then doing live streams on Twitch and talking you know, openly about the development process and putting trailers out there. It's a very transparent process and it's not one that keeps players waiting so that's really impressed me so far and it seems to be that they've learned a lot like one of the major complaints at least that I heard was that the world in Shadow of Mordor was good but it wasn't large enough it was just very samey. It was just an environment for you to go and kill the orcs, which was awesome, and explore the Nemesis system, which was awesome, but it was a very limited uh, set piece, for lack of better terms. So having like a huge, huge chunk of Middle-earth with all the different Gondorian cities before, like a lot of them like uh, Kirith Ungol fell and different places like that. If you're a Lord of the Rings nerd like me, you can really appreciate the history that they're putting into that. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm really hyped. I think they're going to nail it.
0: Awesome. So yeah. who else is absolutely busting for this game?
4: Me.
1: Uh, go ahead, Eric.
4: Yeah, no, um, absolutely. I uh, loved uh, Shadow of Mordor. So um, I'll agree with Sam. Uh, the way they they announced this game, the way they're kind of handling leading into it is really cool. Um, but like Obi, I don't want to know a whole lot. So I kind of watched a little bit of the trailer to prepare for tonight. But yeah, I like to kind of go on blackout on these types of things, games I'm hyped for. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Like, if it's anything like the first game, this is going to be awesome.
0: Absolutely. And I think that that is one of the big issues. You know, people, we, you know, we, we want to know, but we don't want to know.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah struggle. <laughs> you like watching with, you know, peeking through your fingers, like holding over your eyes. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm
4: watching, but I'm not watching.
1: Yeah.
4: After <laughs> <laughs> no, you watch you're like, I wish I didn't watch it.
1: Yeah, the trailer's not bad. I mean, the uh, I don't think there are too many too many spoilers, but it definitely um, highlights the the open world environments and the the vistas are awesome. Like looking down at at all the, the huge buildings and, and the massive crowds. So it, it kind of it's going to be awesome to see all of this in, in action.
0: Indeed, mm-hmm. indeed. Well, we're just going to have to wait and see what they do with it. Uh, so far it looks it looks really good. If it lives up to the expectations that people have from the, the first, they're going to do great. So.
4: Did you ever play Bordor, Bella?
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, You know, uh, so our um, general co-host, uh, Christian Allen, who hasn't been able to make it for the last um, few weeks just due to work and stuff, actually worked on Shadow of Mordor. Oh, that's
4: right. That's right. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So mm-hmm. moving on from Shadow of Mordor to something much more entertaining. So far, the your butthole, gets a new release date and trailer. Yeah. <laughs> who, who is going to be a, buying that?
5: I've like, had pre-ordered since it was announced.
0: Like E3 like, last year? You've had it yeah. pre-order for like the last 11 months?
5: I've, I've got my special edition pre-ordered with the Cartman statue, just waiting for it to launch. <laughs> that
0: is fantastic.
5: <laughs> oh, um,
0: awesome. Who well else is getting? it?
5: So, I love the South Park
1: series, and I was disappointed to hear I was about about ready to pre-order it when it was um, announced at uh, E3, but I waited, and then I heard it was it was canceled, and I was like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna wait until it finally releases." So, yeah, definitely. uh now that uh, we we're, we've got more information about it, it will definitely be on my list. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. So I haven't actually played this big... one. No, no, you guys. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Mm-mm.
2: I'm just going to be the negative one here and say, they, it, I don't know. It's, this game has had a lot of development problems. I hope they're sticking to this release date. I hope everything's coming along okay. But is anyone else concerned about the fact that even though it's South Park, that it's releasing late October? That's right before Call of Duty and Battlefront. Destiny 2 is going to uh-huh. be hitting before that. Traditionally, multi-platform it. titles that aren't one of those big you know, top-tier heavy hitter triple a's they don't tend to perform as well so i don't know yeah. i'm just a little concerned about that
0: i i see your concerns Sarah. and if it was something that was in the fpf genre then yeah that would mm-hmm. definitely be a big thing but i think uh, a game like south park appeals to a completely different demographic for that core type of genre lover and then there's just gamers who love every type of, of genre who are going to buy it regardless of when it releases because Let's face it; it is South Park. That is some funny shit. Yeah. So I don't think that that's really
3: just a big problem. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're, you're either you're either a fan of South Park and or you're not. And and anyone who is a hardcore fan will pick it up, regardless of what is releasing that uh, that month. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: but I mean, yeah. Sam's yeah. concerns are quite valid. But I think that South Park can get away with it.
4: Yeah, I think it's, yeah, any- it's one of those games where people will pick up that and whatever, you know, the hot fall like game is. It's like it's it's a companion game that kind of goes along with, you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. That makes sense. But that's enough, but it's a valid I mean, nowadays, man, any everybody should be afraid to go against the <laughs> some of the fall and, games. And I mean it's one more game releasing in the fall.
2: So you gotta know yeah. any other publisher has gotta be looking at that like hmm, it just got that much more crowded, you know?
4: Right. But but I would tell you, like, me personally, that would be a game that I would pick up along with X, Y, Z. You know, it would just be there. But that's
0: just yeah. me. I don't
3: know. Just,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right, so the next one that we have um – what I'm going to do is not let it let Sam go first because he has played the crap out of this game to the point where he actually reviewed it. So I want to go to the rest of the panel see if anybody else has played it first and get your thoughts first thoughts first, 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 first on the <laughs> surge.
5: So I um, thought surge was an energy drink that got banned in the '90s. Thank yeah,
4: thank you. I was the same. I was like, "What's the surge?" I was like, "Is this a new soda?" Ad? This is one of those under-the-radar games for me. You know, you, you
1: mentioned Surge and it,
4: like, Whitey Cracker. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it was an energy drink. I'm sure it Surge, was. A ninety thriller. Wasn't Surge the energy drink where the rumor was that it reduced your sperm inc- uh, <laughs> and then it, like, it went bust because of that rumor?
4: Oh. I think
3: so.
1: <laughs> Probably.
3: I, uh, I the, have absolutely uh,
0: no idea I'm blissfully unaware of anything to do with this <laughs> Yeah,
4: but that being said what I like about that I love under the radar games you know for me because all of a sudden everybody's talking about it and I think I think those are the games that find an audience you know because there are a lot of people talking about this game so and then when I looked it up I was like wow that was pretty pretty awesome
0: yeah right Well, I mean, I haven't. I've seen trailers and so forth, but I haven't played it yet. So if there's no one else that's played it, we might hand over to Sam, because I know he's played the crap out of this game.
2: Okay, so since it sounds like I'm the only one who's really played it, um, I mean, I mentioned this in my review, but basically the summary is it's from the same people, Deck 13 Interactive, who made Lords of the Fallen which got accused of being a Dark Souls clone. And it really, it was and it wasn't. They tried to do some things differently, but I can certainly understand why it fell victim to those types of comparisons. With The Surge, they have moved away from that by moving into a science fiction, sort of almost Terminator type genre and environment with, you know, killer robots and people wearing exosuits that have gone crazy and you have to build and upgrade your weapons by collecting scrap. But the combat system is actually very different from Dark Souls or any of those other imitator types of games. It's built around combos and maintaining energy and strategically dismembering limbs. So like if you need an upgrade part for, say, your left leg, then you're going to need to dismember you know, an enemy's leg in order to salvage that part. So that, it makes it creative. It's, it's very interesting. And it's like I said, it's combo-based, which makes it really cool. It almost has sort of a third-person fighting game aspect to it. Almost, not quite, but the elements are definitely there. So it has some story issues, but at the same time, I think it's a big step forward for Deck 13. They're definitely trying to make a name for themselves and not be known as Dark Souls imitators, if that makes any sense. They're really trying to do their own thing, and I think they're making good strides with it.
0: Okay, so for... Sorry, you go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, sorry. It's, it's easy for for... A company like that, who who's done the Dark Souls series, to go and say, okay, we're going to take this formula and this this gameplay and just apply a fresh paint, a uh, like coat of fresh paint to it, right, and kind of make it look like something else, but deep down, it's it's Dark Souls. So it's good to, good to know that they they didn't just do that, and things have uh, they've innovated some some of the gameplay on that end. Is is, is there a lot of loot drops in this game, or is it more, or is is it like the upgrade the stuff that you get from Dismembering parts on other uh, players who are in the game that that is what you're, you're basically collecting.
2: It's basically built around the dismemberment. Like all your weapons, like even the screenshots I have in my review, it's all stuff that you like jerry rig to your exosuit because you rip it off of other enemies. Which is actually really cool because it's like you see this giant boss stride into the scene with these energy blades and you're like, yep, I'm going to have that one. You're next.
1: You're you see, your that, next that's on the cool, list. Because... Because that's the sort of that's the sort of mindset I would have. Is like I would love those blades. Now give them to me. <laughs> mm,
3: exactly. <Yeah. laughs> I'm gonna rip it yeah. off it of you and I'm gonna system. use
1: it and beat you with it, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's awesome.
0: All right. So for for, for the people listening, trying to work out whether it's for them or not, what it what games if you played that you liked would mean you would probably like the surge.
2: If you played Lords of the Fallen, then you will have an idea for how the character might handle, and you would enjoy it. If you've played... What's the name of it? I'm trying to remember. Um, Basically, like, just... If you... You know know what? I can't really say. There isn't really a game with this kind of looting system by, you know, taking other enemies' components and stuff like that. There really isn't. I would just say if you like third-person games that are extremely difficult... If, if you fall somewhere okay. in that very wide spectrum, then just try it. Give it a shot.
0: OK. Yep, yeah, that makes, I think that, that will help people make up their mind on whether they want to try it out or not. So moving from the search onto a game that's a, a little bit of a sleeper. I've only actually just heard about this, and I've watched some gameplay. And I'm like, oh my god, I need this game in my life. Uh, It's called Dreadnought. Has anybody heard of it prior to the the link I sent out earlier?
5: Yes. Yeah, my friend Andy uh, has a lot of connections to Dreadnought. And Dreadnought, he's the one if people need beta keys and stuff for it, he's the one who delegates them. Nice.
0: Nice. Well, I have been checking it out. Um, I've got the beta, so I'm going to be playing that as soon as we jump off here. I'm really, really excited for this. Like, I, I can't express how much I'm excited for it. Um, for anybody who has no idea what Dreadnought is, um, Dreadnought puts you in command of a massive capital ship for tactical team-based warfare in space and across the skies of different planets. As a mercenary captain, your motivations are simple: just reap the rewards of battle, build up your reputation, and be fearless in doing it. It looks beautiful. It is everything that I want from like Star based battles, so I'm really, really excited for this game. Um, I've popped a link in the chat for anybody who doesn't know about Dreadnought. There's a trailer in there. You can check it out. And then if you would like to sign up for the beta on either PC or PlayStation 4, the links are in there. Just register. It's an open beta, and they're sending out codes at the moment, so get on to that if you're interested in it.
5: My only worry with it is that it's been in like closed beta and now open beta for at least 18 months and that has you're me right. concerned that it's still just a beta Right? right shouldn't the game be ready now I can see it for a so amount
0: of time you would think so yeah is this
1: a, is this like a space RTS
2: not really it's, it's, you're only commanding one ship right okay Oh. At least at least from the footage I've seen. I remember seeing it the PlayStation Experience, and it's more like you command one, well, dreadnought. You know, you're one really heavy ship.
3: Okay.
0: Well, it looks cool. And I'm going to go play oh, yeah. the beta, awesome. which means that next podcast I'll be able to tell you all about my thoughts on it.
3: I'll sign up for the beta.
0: I'm in. Okay. Yeah, do it. Do it. Sign up for the beta. Um, so next up we have Hunt Showdown. Crytek Returns, teasing a brand new game. This is actually quite exciting. Mm-hmm. Sam, I know that you've got a lot of thoughts on this if you want to kick that one off.
2: um, Okay, so I'm not really sure what I can say about it, but I'm really excited to see what Crytek is doing with this. Um, We don't know a lot about it, but it appears to be some sort of monster hunt type game in a similar vein as
5: Evolve was in terms of like oh, an asymmetrical ah, combat. No. i got got even worse vibe than evolve from it
3: oh
0: really
5: i instantly thought of the order
0: it's not necessarily (laughs) a bad thing there are good things that
5: could
2: be there are good things that could be found from that it's just i don't know i think it's really early to be talking about this game we've seen literally one small clip and there's only a tiny bit of information out there, so let's just wait and see. I do know it's one of Crytek's main studios that's handling this. This isn't like a side project from a side team. This is um
0: in full force. Yeah, I get I get excited for anything Crytek does. I like Crytek.
2: So let's just hang in there and see.
0: Indeed. All right. Well, we will revisit this at a later date.
5: Do we know if it's going to be another Xbox One Play Anywhere exclusive like Rise was?
2: No idea of platforms.
1: They have not announced yeah. anything like that.
0: I, I I don't know yet either, but I would
1: suspect that's probably likely. I I like the uh, supernatural uh, element in that trailer. Mm-hmm. That's got me peaked.
5: So, oh, I just, Yeah, it it's going to be on PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and Microsoft Windows, according to its Wikipedia.
3: Nice.
5: And apparently, well, it's going to be free to play.
1: Wow! That's is what VOL
0: should have been to begin with, though. And if they're going down that evolved type-esque road, then that's what they should have done, just made a free, and then you buy any micros instead of pay $60 plus $1,000 worth of micros. But anyway, that's another whole argument. <laughs>
4: okay. Does anyone else, yeah, do else get worried when a game says free-to-play at this point?
0: No. No, I don't. I think that this means that we are going to – no, there's going to be a big grind ahead of us or we're going to have to pay for a lot of micros one or the other
2: i
4: think you it's need to enough. check
2: your expectations it's not a bad thing but you do need to set a realistic mindset about what the game might be
4: right but also yeah it's, it's, it's such a hard thing to like break into and to get like mind share true Yeah. Sure. so i mean from that aspect yeah. You know, not that it necessarily makes it a bad game but yeah yeah Yeah, you have to temper expectation and also expect, like Bella said, shell out the dough or get your grind on.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Genre-wise, it's quite appealing to me because it's a third-person shooter uh role-playing survival horror. All things are cool. Yeah. I'm definitely... Color me intrigued. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Awesome. All right, we are getting towards the end of this segment now so we're going to start moving along a little bit quicker here uh Prey is the next one up um that's released and released quite well I have barely heard anything bad said by anybody about the game the only the only criticism that I've heard which I actually don't think is a criticism is that some people just found it really hard being able to remember where everything is in a room and I I Really believe that, that is a part of what makes a game so different and sets it out. So I don't really take that as a, a criticism, more of a, an individual aversion to that kind of thing in a game. Has anybody here played it?
5: No, just what just the demo, it. yes, just the demo so I, I, mean, I, again. I, I
3: the,
0: again the only like, Sam's just been playing all these games, man. Like, <laughs> hey, Sam, <laughs> tell us about pray.
2: oh lord you were gonna have to rein me in here i could talk for a very long time about prey
0: all right i want i want 120 (laughs) seconds go
2: it is an incredibly good game in my humble opinion it is arcane studio's best title and if you've played Dishonored or Dishonored 2 you know that that's a very high bar it is literally the idea of player creativity made manifest Every single room is designed as a piece where it's like, okay, you could do this or you could do this. You can take this route, but you can also take this route. And it doesn't ever punish you for going alongside one route. Everything has its drawbacks if you're choosing to invest in like alien neuromods or upgrading your weapons. It's like there's no wrong choices. You're just evolving your character differently. And unlike Dishonored, because if you know me, you know this is one of my only gripes with that game, the morality system doesn't punish you. It's literally just a you need to do as you see fit here and go through the story as you see fit, and you'll be rewarded in different ways based off of how your character naturally evolves. It's a first-person shooter technically, but there's a lot more elements to it than that. It's also got some role-playing stuff, survival, crafting. It has one of the best crafting systems I'm aware of in terms of breaking down items. It's. I really don't care what kind of genres you like. You need to try Prey.
0: Excellent. Okay, good. I actually I'm had some clock too because if you got past the twenty one twenty, I was going to cut you off. <laughs> All right, excellent. So that covers Prey. Um, last but not least on our list of uh, upcoming releases is Destiny 2. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: My God. Uh, so anybody who knows me well knows that traditionally I take a week off in November for the newest Call of Duty. Uh, I didn't do that this year. Oh, sorry, last year because um, I really, really disliked the movement that the franchise is going in. <laughs> I, uh, I've put up with it for a couple of years um, with this futuristic exosuit jetpack crap in the hopes that they would wake up to themselves and then they brought out Infinite Warfare. I was like, you know what? If I wanted to play Halo and Star Wars Battlefront, you know what I'd do? I'd go play those games because I have both those games. I don't need a hybrid of the two of them. I want Call of Duty. So anyway, long story short, I think that this year, my week off will probably be in September for Destiny 2, because that is how good it's looking.
5: I I will attest to that. There is only one bad thing about Destiny 2 so far.
0: Um, is that the PlayStation gets it early stuff?
5: do uh, you come to expect that with uh Bungie being butthurt. Um but <laughs> they've they've already delayed it on PC. Like that's that's gonna hurt their sales straight out the bat. It yeah. was initially built as all of them coming out at the same time. It's like, oh, by the way, PC is coming maybe later once we port it. At some point. The current so, rumor
2: is December instead of September.
0: Which is silly. Like, there's absolutely no reason that it shouldn't be able to be
5: released concurrently. If that's the case, to delay the whole game to December. Make it the Christmas title. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that, that I think would work out a lot better. Uh, if you have three platforms, you're launching on.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
5: I've oh, got I've got like, like five hundred hours in Destiny One. I am safe to say I've pre I've pre ordered every edition of the game that you can for Destiny Two, the Super Limited Collector's Edition, just so I have everything. So I'm going to be playing it no matter what. But it did kind of soured me a little bit that it was it it wasn't even part of their announcement. It's just like afterwards because they didn't want that bad feedback instantly. By the way, PC is coming later. Sorry.
0: Mm, yeah, I can see why that would be frustrating for anyone playing on PC. Luckily for me, I, I uh, prefer plug-and-play.
5: I will be mm-hmm. using my controller on the PC for Destiny. Oh, I've, nice. I, I've already seen like the mechanics and like the layout for the keyboard and thought, you know what? My, my controller is going to work out better for me than the PC mechanics. It's just where people are going to be playing.
0: Yeah, well, that's the other thing you know, the other factor for a lot of us is you know, where are our friends going to be playing this, you know?
5: Yeah.
2: So. I mean, in, in summary, I think it looks like Destiny 1.5 in the sense that it's the first game, but with all the criticisms of like the story and content addressed and exploration. and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think you know Destiny got a lot of things right, and so I think them correcting it, you know, it shows promise. I just, as long as they're yeah. transparent with us about DLC plans. That's my kicker right now, is be honest about how you're handling expansions in DLC and so forth.
0: I, I'm such a Destiny fan girl that I really don't care. I don't care what you do. I don't care how you market it. All I care is that you give it to me because Kate is king. And they're focusing on Kate this time. Come on, it's so that's exciting. It. Give me the my more desk. you
5: focus on Nathan Fillion, the more money I'll throw at you.
0: Exactly, right, <laughs> right. Oh, There's something I'm about so the guys, isn't it? Yeah, just, just give me my Destiny 2 already, you know. Uh, I, and unfortunately for me, it's been too long since the last DLC came out. Like, The Taken King was amazing, and I, I just played it to absolute death. But there was too much too far and few between uh, to keep you alive, apart from that just general grind on Destiny. So... That is my hope with Destiny 2, is that they don't repeat that again, that they do give us either more initially to take us longer to achieve or they add things to the game on a more consistent basis because that grind out for that light level. oh,
5: I'm still grinding to 400. <sighs> and one oh, thing that's... Oh. I, I only just got my first bit of 400 gear. like, And I've got Ooh. like... My biggest problem with Destiny 1... Which they've addressed for Destiny 2 is if you're a solo player, if you don't have the time to coordinate with like, people that mm-hmm. you know to do raids, you're screwed because you can't do anything yeah. to get higher level gear. Yes. They've yeah. already addressed that, saying, hey, there's going to be matchmaking for raids. And like, like, trying to solo Good. a raid like, the day it comes out isn't possible. Like, and I, to this day, I haven't done uh, the latest two raids because I haven't had the time to put a squad together and do them.
0: Well, do you have an Xbox? I do. I will take you through a raid.
5: <laughs> I've, I've still got quests to do like do my first nightfall. I'm like, well, I tried to solo nightfalls, and that doesn't go too well.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Arranged
4: yeah, I mean,
0: I mean, those two problems. And
5: like, those things exact
0: problems. Yeah, exactly. And I'm particularly with the Tekken King raid, you really cannot do that without a team of people who are in a party and are communicating with each other. Like there, there are sections in some of these raids where it's like, right. You need to be on that platform, everybody on this platform. When I jump on this platform, you have to jump off here. You go over there. When we do this, you go up here. You go do that. And then everybody switches over here. We come into the middle. you got to jump up here. We shoot that. Then we get back down here. Everybody goes to the next plate. We rinse, repeat. Like it is not something you can do if you are not in a party communicating with people. So I can see why people who don't actually have a friend base on consoles that play the hours that they are on, just aren't getting that kind of value out of destiny because they can't achieve that.
4: Yeah, and the problem is too, if you're late to the party, like, and you do have friends that, you know, this is like their jam, they rock on it. It's like, most of them don't even really want to, like, roll with you (laughs) at times because, you know, you don't have the light level to really be effective with them.
0: I know, I know, it's really rough, right? Like, and that's why I felt really bad for you and um, you and Enrique at one point there, because you were both um, down on your light for a bit. And I was like, all right, let me take a hit for my friends. I'll run you through.
4: <laughs> yeah, you feel like yeah. Rudolph the Red here is reindeer. It's like, get out, get out of here. <laughs> we're going over here to play. You, go, you know, figure it out.
3: So. Yeah. It's- Rudolph. <laughs> no All right, games. well,
0: we've been on Destiny a little bit longer than what we should have because we are approaching nearly the hour mark, so we are going to push on to the next segment where we're just talking about a couple of the big things that have come out in the news this week. Uh, it's free, but people still complain. Phantom Dust Remaster, released on the Xbox One. Now, unfortunately, well, it was Xbox One and Windows 10. Unfortunately, a lot of people thought it was the remaster. It isn't a remaster. It was the original Phantom Dust. And even though it was free, everybody was still complaining that the graphics <laughs> looked outdated, that it felt like an old game. Uh, it felt like an old game because it is an old game. <laughs>
4: Ew. <laughs> it's like, you can stop it. I mean, I look, like, the hats first off- thing they could do is make it free. That, yeah, I'm with you on
2: that. Hats off to Code Mystics for being able to reverse engineer and update this game without access to the source code. I don't know what it was about that era, but a lot of uh, Japanese games, you know, from that era didn't have their source code preserved. Um, I think, was it Panzer Dragoon didn't as well? There were a few others. But so hats off to them for even being able to do this at all if we're being honest, and then for Microsoft just releasing it for free, making sure like, you know, yes, has it maybe aged, you know, has it not aged well? Maybe not, but hey, it's there, and it's a piece of history, and now it's available to everybody.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Julius?
1: Yeah, here's the thing with that. It's just like it goes to show you that not a lot of people um, online really paid attention to the – the franchise itself when it was announced back in e3 and mm-hmm. you know and 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 the turmoil of the the company that was working on the remaster um ending up uh, microsoft broke off the relationship with them so then they did say that they were working on phantom dust it just wasn't going to be the remaster it's going to be a you know a re-release and i think people saw the word the two letters re and were like oh well this is going to be you know a brand new game but in actuality, we all knew, well, those that were paying attention knew that it was just going to be a re-release of the original, uh, but like Sam said, the way that they went about doing the re-release is pretty amazing because it was reverse-engineered code, they had original assets that they were using, um, some of the technical details behind that was really cool, but I mean, that, that sort of information doesn't really appeal to the average gamer, So. You know, the people that are complaining probably probably don't appreciate the kind of work that goes into this thing. And, hey, it's a free game. Like, don't look the gift horse in the mouth,
4: right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I want to um, shout out to uh, B-Money from the Tick Podcast. Uh, he's actually said this before. Like, in situations like this, with games like this, it's the perfect time for, like, Microsoft to pull together and do maybe, like, some YouTube video dev diary type stuff. You know? Yes, Kind of that like walk sense. people, <clears throat> kind of walk people along. Kind of, you know, talk about these are passion projects. They're not here to create huge numbers or whatever. It's just a passion project. It's just something that we're going to do for, you know, whether it's for fan service or for preservation. Those kind of things go like a long way. And unfortunately, I think with Phantom Dust, it became a part of the list war. You know, as opposed to, you know, Microsoft kind of talking about the, the history of the game and kind of why it was important to them to, to do what they were doing and preserve it and bring it back. And, right, right. and in the whole remaster, you know, I think was it Sh- yeah, Shadow Realm? The developer? Uh, I can't remember the developer that was doing it. That whole thing kind of fell apart, but they were never, they never kind of came back and said where things kind of stood. Whether you were interested in the game or not, you've had a small following that was kind of keeping up with the game. Just, you know, kind of appease that side of the audience, work on that messaging, you know?
3: hmm
4: Yeah, totally. agree. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, but yeah, other I mean, than that, doing it for free, you can't do anything better than that.
2: No, and that was, that was a good decision. That was a really good yeah. call. I. I, did, I wasn't sure how they were going to price it, so I was a little relieved, and I was like, okay, you know what? Hats off. Good job. Right. Yeah, that was the good thing. And,
4: and the, the only thing that I asked the question, I never got an answer to it, but, you know, when they said it's going to be free, I said, I was asking the question, is it free, or is it, like, are there microtransactions in it? Because, again, there's a situation where you want to be transparent because that will come back to bite you. People will find any little thing. Oh, you know, I think
2: they've been very upfront about the fact that there are microtransactions in the multiplayer. However, they've also said that funding, like, they're not making money off of it. They will mm-hmm. use it to try and expand the game, add new levels from unfinished code, that sort of thing. It's I mean, one, yeah, it's I think two. it goes back
4: to what Lewis was saying. Like, if you're paying attention, you'll know it, but overall, the, oh, the messaging person... messaging needs like to you worked, know, worked on. Yeah, yeah you well, need to say, well, you know, hey, we're giving this game away for free. There are microtransactions, but they're not detrimental to your experience. Like, you can take them or leave them. But the exactly. game is free, yeah. free to play. Yeah, Because one thing yeah. to say the game is free and everything's all inclusive and hey, 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 here's a gift because you're our fans. There's a whole other thing to say it's free to play, you know, with a couple right. of things in there. should you want them, you know? Don't give anybody ammo is what I'm saying. Oh, totally. <laughs>
3: exactly.
4: yeah. um,
2: so, Bell, did we lose you?
0: Yeah, no, I was just talking on mute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I generally mute when you guys are talking just in case one of my cats jumps up on the coffee table or something like that. And, yeah, I forgot to unmute. Really, really professional. Um, So, anyway, Phantom Dust, install it. It's free. Don't like it? Delete it. Like it? You just got a game for free. Winning.
5: It's it's a win win situation for everyone. Yeah, it literally doesn't. White people will be mad.
4: It literally doesn't hurt you either way.
0: Absolutely. Fun Absolutely. Fact,
2: I saw someone complaining and wanting a refund. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> no. even joking. <laughs> I'm not. I wish.
4: Find them. I they must be make moved to their something. own island. Hashtag
0: <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's move along because we don't want to. We don't want to go over time. Um, Black Ops Two makes the top ten. NPDs for April. So uh, for anybody who isn't familiar with NPDs, every month there are statistics that are released. This is where you will hear a lot of fanboys going, oh, Sony, sold more PlayStation 4s, and Xbox Ones this month. Uh, they release a lot of different statistics. One of the statistics that they release is the top 20 most purchased games for that month. A 2012 game, a game that is five years old, Due to the fact that it has been made backwards compatible, and Xbox One has made the top 10 of the most purchased games throughout April. Now, that that is amazing.
1: Does that include digital? Yes. Wow. Okay. So they they are including digital in that. That However,
2: that's not by number of copies, that's by revenue, it's by the dollar.
0: So that includes DLC.
2: No, it doesn't oh. include DLC. That's the thing. I, I looked into that. It's literally like the dollar purchased amount of the game, but just the game.
0: All right. Well, there you go. So that is even more impressive. I mean, I, I love Black Ops 2, so I have absolutely – I am not surprised whatsoever. I have been waiting and waiting and waiting for that to go backwards compatible because I know – every single time that we post up any of the new backwards compatible games everyone's like oh well, that's great but what about black ops 2 i'm
4: like well we don't know but
3: when mm-hmm. we do we'll tell you <laughs> well
4: that's so great we're, but what about well, enslaved Enslaved like, right. okay. <laughs> or we riot i'm telling you
2: <laughs> i know right <laughs> I saw you I saw you guys tweet that. I imagine like Phil and Larry looking at each other like, for God's sake. It's, it's the complaining has already started. They can't even give us a week.
3: <laughs> they're, they're all like they're we the, too uh, many for Yeah. <laughs>
1: on the on the Xbox volume I mean, page, it's, it's all like, it's like, it's got me and Eric. <laughs> Yep. Yep, yep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it is
0: great to see that happen like that just it is a solid testimony to just how much people are actually playing backwards compatible games and if you add the right back compat games. You are going to get a massive amount of sales, and more importantly for the people who love the game, a massive injection back into the servers. On any given day at the moment, you will find more people playing Black Ops 2 than the most recent installment in the franchise, Infinite Warfare. Now that says
4: something. Yikes. Well, Black Ops 2 was yeah. like, what, one of the highest requested alongside like Red Dead at the time.
2: It was, yeah, it was the highest Mm -hmm. requested for several months in a row. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, so we are going to wrap that up, and we are going to move into the next segment, which is a little bit exciting, actually. Julius, have you got your stop clock ready?
1: Sorry, I, I, I was on mute that time.
0: Yeah, so hold on. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all just raking professionalism <laughs> today. All right, so we early. are about to move into the second round of the semi-finals of Debate Night. The topic for discussion today is are new consoles being released too quickly, and the two panelists that are going to be arguing this is Eric Jackson saying yes, they are being released too quickly, and myself. Arguing against him saying, no, no, they are in fact not. Now, as a a professional courtesy, Mr. Jackson, I would like to offer to allow you to go first.
4: Oh, well, you could. I mean, It's your show. You could go first if you want.
0: I know I could, but as a courtesy, I'm going to allow you to go
4: first. (laughs)
0: Okay. All right, so for anybody who is uh, a first-time watcher and listener of the debate, here's how this works. Both parties get given two minutes each. We say our piece. During that, the panelists will be marking down points given for valid arguments that were placed. And then at the end of it, we will get everybody's score. And whoever gets the most amount of points wins and progresses forward to the grand final.
4: What do
0: they win? I'm not The title you. of
4: grand final. Bragging <laughs> rights. <race.
0: laughs> you get to be the master debater. <laughs>
1: I'm not touching that one. <laughs> I'm
0: not touching that. All right, so Julius, you have control of the stop clock for this because obviously I, I can't do that. I'm, I'm competing, so that wouldn't be fair. Yep. So I'm going to hand go over to ahead. you. Make sure you give Eric some lead-in time, and let's get this done.
1: Yep. All right. Three, two, one, go.
4: Okay. Um, we're only approaching uh, year four, the current gen. Uh, for Xbox and PlayStation, and you can argue that devs have not quite begun to tap the full potential of both the Xbox uh, and the PS4, uh, which for all intents and purposes are now becoming base models. Uh, The seventh generation of consoles lasted close to a decade and gave gamers more for their money and likely tapped every ounce of potential. And if you look at games like Horizon Zero Dawn and Gears of War 4, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, whether you agree or not. Um, so at this point now we have the proverbial monkey wrench being thrown in and we're faced with mid-console cycle, mid-console cycle upgrades. Uh, Lots of people shelled out hundreds of dollars in 2013 for what was called the next gen console and some have shelled out hundreds more for slim models and as of 2016 fans have been asked to shell out even more for just the taste of 4k. Uh, fans are used, fans are used to getting like mid-gen console refreshes with slim models and lower entry pricing but now they're being faced with a reset to launch day pricing with upgraded consoles in the middle of the generation. Uh, these, com- these companies have tremendous research and development branches, and should have ultimately read the tea leaves and future-proofed those, but instead rushed consoles to the market that eventually are being labeled un- under power. And that could be debated, of course, but the fact that they can't consistently handle 1080p standards while providing high and stable frame rates are pushing us into this mid-generation upgrade. Uh, some of the reasons it's too early it's too early because games look great right now and the average consumer has no idea what 4k HDR really even means and it's too early because the potential to confuse casual consumers who have no real investment in the 4k or HDR uh, type of market Uh, 4k isn't a standard most people are still kind of wrapping their heads around you know having a a brand new HDTV that they possibly purchased a few years ago and All right.
3: All right. Good job.
0: Good job. <laughs> Nicely done.
5: Nicely done. very good points. Yep.
1: Had a lot more. Two down. minutes
5: went pretty
1: fast. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. It was by fast. It does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go, Bella.
0: Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I've got no snare in my headphones. All right. Let's do this. All
1: right. <laughs> Three, two. One, go.
0: The greatest. We want to be the greatest, play the greatest, Be game with the greatest, see the greatest, win like we're the greatest. And to do that, we need the greatest hardware, the greatest infrastructure, the greatest consoles. We can't be doing that on outdated technology. No matter how much that we complain that we don't need anything new and that we're happy with what we have, we will still front up with a cash and upgrade, usually on day one. And why? Why do we complain and still run out and buy it? Because we want the greatest and gaming companies know it, otherwise they wouldn't bother developing it. We now live in an age where technology is is evolving at an exponential rate. The days where a console was relevant for 10 years is a thing of the past. The the restrictions that are placed on developers uh, so that they can create bigger and more immersive worlds are lifted every time there's an evolution of platforms. If we want greater gaming experiences, we need the newest technology in the hands of developers to enable them to create it. TVs are evolving. Internet speeds are uh, are increasing. Virtual reality is now in the market and will continue to be a focus for developers. None of this would even be relevant if we weren't also moving forward with the evolution of consoles. I guarantee you, many of the people who say that consoles are releasing too quickly will make up a good portion of the people that are sitting on the edge of their seats next month, waiting for the Scorpio reveal at E3, and subsequently will most likely follow that up with running to their PCs to secure a pre-order. As gamers, we are extremely self-entitled. We know what we want, and we are going to stomp up and down until we get it. These days, everyone is an expert on resolution, frame rates, checkerboards, latency, dynamic lighting, particle effects. You can't even crack the door on social media without running into somebody who is a self-proclaimed academic on platform technology. And why is this? Clearly, it isn't because gamers don't care about the quality of consoles, more so that they they know that this is a major, massive priority for them. We want new technology. We can only get it through new technology, Mm. not old.
1: Whoa. All right. Mm. Good job. Good job.
4: Damn.
5: (laughs) Shout out to Adam.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Bella. Well done. All right. Thank you.
0: That was a lot to cram into 120 seconds, just saying.
3: Two minutes
2: goes by fast. goes by really, really fast. So who wants to give scoring first? Everyone got their notes ready?
1: Yep. I'll go first. All right. All right. Bella, I gave you six. Eric, I gave you seven.
2: Okay. I will go next. Mm -hmm. Eric, I gave you five. And Bella,
5: I gave you six. Mm -hmm. I'll jump in. Eric, I gave two. Bella, I gave five. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Okay. So we have a total of 14... And we have a total of, of seventeen. So we are fourteen to seventeen. Eric, that was fantastic. You brought an amazing argument to the table. Thank you for that.
4: No problem. Have to be more. Oh, very so good so job, so good.
0: <laughs> 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 Okay. Mm. hashtag winning. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, somebody should have um, like rock ready to go.
3: I thought about that too, I was like,
4: let's hit the Rocky music. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. We'll have to work on that for next time then.
0: Indeed, indeed. All right, well, look, that was great. And um, so now we know that our finalists for the grand final in two weeks' time will be evidently myself and Mr. Anchorman V from the Inner Circle podcast. So that one is going to be a and I'm really looking forward to that. So let's move on to one of our last segments for the the afternoon or evening, depending on where you are. Ubisoft is playing hard, announcing three upcoming games. Who wants to jump in on that one? Well, someone jump in.
2: I mean, okay, I'll go. So (laughs) Far Cry 5, I think it's interesting to announce that without any real details whatsoever. Um, yes. I know there was a rumor going around for some time that it was going to be a Wild West game and it was competing with Red Dead. That got shot down pretty quick. Uh, that's not happening at all. So, I mean, Far Cry 5, it was kind of expected, but at the same time, I'm curious to be like, okay, this is a mainline entry. It's not like a spinoff like Primal was. So I'm, I'm curious what they're going to do to separate it from the other games coming out uh, in fiscal year 2017. Something that ho- hopefully sets it apart. Uh, t- t- the Crew too. Okay. Um, Another open world... Well, not another, but an open world racer. It's interesting to see that one get a sequel, so... Again,
4: I'm I'm kind of curious. I mean, I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting that one. I'm curious
2: what sets it apart, really. Like, what are they going to do to make it a unique... Like, you need to be getting this racing game. And then Assassin's Creed, that one kind of speaks for itself.
0: Yeah, I mean, my my worry is that they're Putting a lot of eggs in a lot of different baskets all at once. And Ubisoft is. Yeah, like how many right teams have working on this? Yeah, and then they're renowned for mm. launching shit that's broken. So why mm. are they spreading their resources so thin?
4: Make that paper doll. Oh. <laughs>
2: do you think this could have anything to do with the continual attempted takeover by Vivendi the Corporation? Oh,
0: and them absolutely. trying to maybe buff their
2: financials? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. There would definitely be an influence coming from that. And it does concern me because these are some franchises that I really like. I mean, I love Far Cry. I love Assassin's Creed. I don't Mm want to see damage be done to it because of corporate takeovers and, and, you know, red tape. Mm -hmm. But, unfortunately, it's all out of our hands. So I just really hope that we're going to see the word delayed a lot coming up when it comes to (laughs) these titles and that they don't just try and keep churning it out
2: yeah definitely.
3: Definitely.
2: i think it's important to keep in mind that fiscal year 2017 doesn't mean 2017 that runs a good chunk all the way through 2018. so i yeah. think that's important to keep in mind
4: yeah and i think it's, it's hella important right now for ub to to shore up you know fan confidence and deliver games as close to perfect as they can because you're right they definitely have a tarnished reputation right now they're, they're one of the best devs as far as what their product ends up being and their franchises but yeah, but they, they do have a rep for it. is this gonna work day one.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
4: You no? Know? So yeah. So it would be in their their interest to make sure that that, that that kinda happens. But um yeah, but yeah, the oddity in there is definitely the crew
5: too. Yes. For sure. That
3: was
5: obvious. Know. Yeah, I'd I i do not understand them making a crew too. Like yeah. that was probably the biggest flop of that year. I mean the cr- the crew makes No Man's Sky look like a successful game. <laughs> so why why are they making a sequel?
3: Right. Yeah.
4: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean I'm Excuse legit me, excited for oh, Assassin's Creed to be back. On that yeah. One. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Assassin's Creed is definitely exciting, especially if those rumors are true. I presume mm-hmm. everyone saw the like the supposedly leaked information. About the details of the setting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, that, I, yeah that, basically... that was definitely part of what, yeah, got, what got me hyped. But more than anything, the fact that they took time away. So I'm hoping that that translates into you know, a better engine, better controls, you know, a better control system. Because mm-hmm. you know, they had not really changed it over the generations of Assassin's Creed. So, you know, even Far Cry, like you said, this is a mainline game. So you can be a little bit excited for that coming back.
5: I'm you know, I'm super hyped for
4: Cry.
3: So okay.
5: Yeah, they've always been solid games, and if there's yeah. like a Blood Dragon Two slipped in there somewhere, I'm all about that.
4: Yeah, and I'm not <laughs> right. going to be mad if Splinter Cell pops up.
5: No one
2: would be mad if Splinter Cell popped uh, up. Anywhere. all. Up.
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah. If Splinter Cell pops all right, up, so call gonna... and check up on me. <laughs>
0: okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're going to push through to the final end of this because we, we don't want to run over time and keep people here uh, over that hour and a half, Mark. So a little bit of an E3 update has um, been coming out this week. Not a great deal of information, but some information. Uh, Devolver Digital have announced that they are going to be holding their very first ever E3 press conference this year. So that is actually pretty exciting. I mean, you would probably know Devolver Digital uh, as publishers of games such as the Talus Principle, Crossing Souls, uh, sometimes always monsters ape out, and the most recent being Mother Russia Bleeds. So they do yeah. a lot in the indie space, and it's actually really cool to see that they're going to be holding a press conference this year at E3. So that is something to definitely keep our eyes out for. Uh, another thing that has come up, which should not be of any surprise to anyone, and if, if it is a surprise, I I don't know if you've heard of this thing called social media, but you might want to check it out. Um, 343 Industries have confirmed that there will, in fact, be no Halo 6 at E3 2017, which, as I said, is pretty much a given. Uh, But Need for Speed, whilst we're, we're previously on the topic of the crew, heading over to another racing game, Need for Speed is making a comeback this year, and new details will be actually shown at E3 2017. I actually really enjoyed Need for Speed. There was a lot of it that kind of irked me. Um, particularly one of the the like I can't remember his name, but one of the main characters in the cutscenes just always called all of the chicks Bay. I'm like, is it that hard to put the "b" <laughs> on there? Like, baby, come on! It's like
4: cray. Come it's on. like cray. I can't stand that. It. It's right. It's, the,
0: the the z oh, is right I there. Just man. say it. 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 It's so cray cray bay No, it's crazy Ugh. baby. Ugh. Oh.
3: So, yeah, that's going to
0: be my right, It's right there. There we go. That'll give us some diversity <laughs> in the next segment. But anyway, anybody else excited for Need for Speed? Who's played it? Who wants to see more?
5: I'm, I'm pretty hyped. Need for Speed series, yeah. It, yeah it, I think, It yeah, kind I of agree. fell off. It, but they made too many Need for Speeds, in my opinion, when it went like the yeah. whole police versus you scene. But if they go back to Underground 1, Underground 2, like they did on the GameCube, bring that sort of game back and yes. that's 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 got you've sold you have sold a million copies right there like just just make Need yeah. for Speed Underground that's all they need yeah and I think that so would benefit
4: them, separate them yeah same here and I think that would separate them from like what you know Forza Horizon 3 is doing and but like I said we don't have to bring up the crew I'm not even yeah. sure at this point we need to bring up Gran Turismo but you know but yeah that but Underground was definitely probably Need for Speed at its best.
0: Indeed.
1: I mean, Gran Turismo. I mean, there's still a, a space for the simulation racer, right? So, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I
4: Grand Turismo got me into console gaming. Yeah.
3: yeah.
4: No, yeah. It is, it's definitely got definitely has a place, but they but they definitely need to bring it in a world where the Forza series has definitely stolen a lot of its shine. Yeah. Oh, oh definitely. You know, just yeah. a comparison, so yeah, yeah. But,
3: you know. Yeah, because well, the
4: world used to set its clock by, you know, by Grand Chariotism. Oh, definitely. A, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yep.
0: yeah. Oh, JJ's sick so day game. Always been Yeah, always been yeah. Pat House. That
4: was a, that was a sick day game, along with Madden, at one point. <laughs> you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, we're just gonna have to wait and see. More released, uh, revealed at E3. I wouldn't. Make, is that gonna be at the Ubisoft presser? Is 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 new for Speed and Ubisoft thing? I'm sure it is. Yeah.
4: Uh, no, EA. I EA. don't. No.
0: It's that's EA. Uh, EA, yeah. EA. EA, so yeah. Okay, that's, EA that's Presser. EA. Okay. And you guys, or um, well, some of the team is going to be at the EA Play press conference at E3, along with the Microsoft press conference as well, and, and many other events going on at E3 uh, later <laughs> next month. So make sure that you check back in on RGM throughout that week, because we are going to have people with boots on the ground. It's going to be amazing.
3: So there's, let's
0: move right into our last segment because we are getting very close to wrap-up time. Netflix and <laughs> chill. Can I squeeze... Please do. Please
5: do. Can I squeeze one potential thing in for E3 that is a very big potential rumor? It's still a rumor at this point, mm-hmm. but we might get the return of scale bound.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I've yesterday seen... My, yeah, yeah, I've seen that there's off, a potential
5: of that the copyright and are potentially working with a different dev other than platinum games to relaunch scalebound
0: yeah and i mean we've seen other, happy. other ips <laughs> have um had that sort of thing happen before and it hasn't actually eventuated into a re-release of the game but we're, we're really really hoping that scalebound isn't dead because if if i don't get to fly on a massive dragon with a whole heap of my friends and my dragons and just absolutely <laughs> decimate I'm just gonna feel like my gaming life isn't complete.
5: Mm. As do I. I want I want head. <laughs> I want to put my headphones on in game, drop some beats and sl- with some dragons and slay some monsters.
0: Exactly right. So yes. Let Let's keep our fingers crossed for that one. All right. So uh, Netflix and chill. The first thing on the ticket for that today is War for the Planet of the Apes final trailer revealed. I know a lot of people watch the trailer under duress today just so that they know <laughs> what they were going to <laughs> be talking about. Uh, I pretty much am, um, I'm fairly confident that everybody here is relatively excited for this movie, yeah?
4: Yeah, I didn't watch the trailer because I don't need to because this is an awesome, awesome uh, series. So yeah, I expect nothing but the best from it.
0: Absolutely. And so I'm going to pop a link.
4: I've still not watched any of the new ones. I said they're two for two in my book, so I'm expecting the third one to be good too.
0: Yeah, right, cool. Well, what we're not going to do is not spoil it for anyone, so I'm going to pop a link for that in the chat section right now for anybody who wants to go off and watch the trailer. But for those who don't, we're not going to put any spoilers. We're just letting you know it's out there. It's in the wild. It is happening. It's coming soon, and if you want to see the trailer, (laughs) the link is in the chat section. Go and check it out. Moving on from that to Witcher. The Witcher. Netflix is producing The Witcher TV show. Sam, are you okay? Are you able to breathe right now?
2: Send someone to check on me, please. <laughs> 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 Netflix, you're knocking it out of the park. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, no, no spoilers. There's no trailer or anything out there. There's no casting information, but the author of the books, Andrzej Sapkowski, has given it his blessing. He's a creative consultant, and the man, I believe his name is uh, Tomas, Tomas is the cinematographer for CD Projekt Red. He designed and directed all the CGI cutscenes and trailers for The Witcher games. And he's going to be one of the main directors for the series. So they know what they're doing. I
1: don't need to know anything
2: else. They will knock it out of the park.
1: This won't turn into a a Wing Commander then. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, They they know what they're doing. Or Halo Nightfall.
3: Oh, yeah hey I, oh, like, you know, uh, actually
0: like nightfall stop, I like nightfall nightfall.
3: wasn't bad I, 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 yeah, I, I thought like nightfall, nightfall was okay
5: but adapt, adaption wise, I'm very much on the fence or the side. It's going to be how like Game of Thrones is to Song of Fire and Ice compared to how the Doom movie was mm-hmm. so i've got I've got high that, hopes yeah
2: yeah I, I think I think they'll adapt it well, especially with the author and like I said, the cinematographer working with them mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. All right, so Sorry along. to the Halo
4: Nightfall fans out there.
0: Yeah, you, yeah, you just rubbed <laughs> up on the tweet. I'll move on from that. Um, a, a shot from our past, The Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. Netflix is going Dark Crystal on us. Now, I don't know how many of you have watched this. I would hope everybody has. But The Dark Crystal, right. oh, my God, I'm actually really excited for this.
4: Talk about I, I it. Literally, I literally giggled when I read that tweet, like, like a little kid.
3: <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, this, makes this right now.
0: <laughs> my only concern with it is that it's going to be released on American Netflix and Australian Netflix, so I might have to start game sharing with you, Eric, so I can like log into Netflix or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, yeah, I'm, I am actually quite excited for that one. It looks really good. It was such a hit from my childhood. So yeah, this mm-hmm. is really exciting. Uh, and wrap up this segment, uh, Blade Runner 2049, official trailer, revealed. Who is excited for this? Because this is one of those, I think, more niche kind of things.
5: I'm worried. Please don't mess this up. Worried. I'm excited. <laughs>
3: I've,
5: I fear that it's going to be prequels, not sequels, like in, in Star Wars terms. I, I feel it's going to end up going down the Phantom Menace route
0: yeah Mm. yeah so everyone's sort of like cautiously optimistic
5: Mm. i'm not even sure if i'm optimistic i'm just worried (laughs) just just cautious (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) i look i have to i have to agree with obi there i am a little bit worried um that they're just going to cheese it and it's just going to feel a bit big grady Mm. but i guess we'll have to wait and see But for anybody who hasn't had a chance to check out the trailer yet, if you want to see what's going on in that realm, I've chucked a link in the chat section, so go and check that out after the podcast. But that does, in fact, wrap up all of our main segments. We are about to move into the What Grinds My Gears, where grown adults who love video games whinge about them, and it's a massive group therapy session. It's fantastic. So in the meantime, while we're having our little group therapy session, if you have any questions that you would like to ask the panel today, pop them in the chat section. And for those who are listening to this after the fact, if you're interested in all the stuff that we've talked about and you're like, but I can't get the link, I was not in the live chat, go to www.realgamemedia.com and it will all be right there for you on the homepage. So who would like to kick off What Grinds My Gears?
5: I will. Please do. And it's, it's been grinding me since release, and I still refuse to play the game because of it. And it's Resident Evil 7. Specifically, Capcom's massive screw up with the Collector's Edition in the United Kingdom. If you're not aware, the Collector's Edition here came with a 20th edition art book, a giant house from the game, uh, along with like a USB stick that was a finger. It was only like 100 quid, and the game as well. I was all about it, I was like, boom, like get me in! I'm so happy. I pre I preordered it in store, so you got the digital code to download early, and then like the concert, the collector's edition was delivered to store day before release. I'm in the store. I'm looking at it early because I used to work there, so I get to look at things early. I'm like, and there's a tiny little break in the fence. I mean, it is barely noticeable to the common eye. You wouldn't even know that there was a break. And I was like, I was happy to pay full price, whatever. Apparently, this was a big thing across all the all of them they were all broken so capcom in an instant fucking wisdom decided to refuse to sell the collector's edition recall them all and then not sell them again and not do the collector's edition so because of that i refused to play resident evil 7 and i'm a big fan of the resident evil like franchise and they've ruined the franchise with shitty pr because they didn't they didn't apologize there was no social media at the end uh their the Capcom uh, head of social media for the UK. No reply. There was no apologies. It was just, we we're recalling this. F you gamers. So Capcom, oh, wow. I've lost a fan. That's a of I'm, a I'm really my sorry gears.
0: for your loss. Yeah.
5: I like my collectibles.
0: Yeah, been, we, we, I, we clearly are learning that.
2: <laughs> I, I hear you, dude. You know what? That's, that's legit. That's fair. Yeah.
0: That yeah. is definitely a, uh, a legitimate what grinds my gears. I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that happen. That's
5: anyone with common sense to say okay we'll sell it with it's we'll put it in the consumer's hands either you agree that it's a little bit broken and we'll take five pound off or pay the full price but it's on you or that we'll recall it don't recall it straight away let let the consumer have the choice because at the end of the day they're going to get 100 quid instead of 40 quid like it it doesn't make it Mm.
0: yeah Mm. okay all right would you feel a little bit better now you've got that off your chest
5: yeah, but when I remember tomorrow, I'm still going to be angry. <laughs>
0: yeah, all right. Well, Pat's on the back for you right now. There you go. There there.
5: All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.
0: Who's up next?
1: <laughs> I'm going next. Oh. Okay.
3: Uh. All right. Here we go.
1: What grinds my gears is that it's 2017, and you have a game, NBA Playgrounds, mm. that, you know, would be great, if you could play with friends, but you can't, unless they're sitting on the same damn couch as you, so mm-hmm. oh, not not to mention, they make you go through a tournament which will take you about oh half hour to an hour to go through uh, with really cheap AI mm-hmm. uh, just to unlock the online match mode.
3: hmm
1: um. Mm-hmm. That really grinds my gears.
3: Okay. I mean, yep. there, there, right. there are some
1: good things about the game, but the negatives far outweigh the positives. That it
3: mm-hmm.
1: just—I I, I see the icon on my dashboard. I'm like, no, you're gonna sit in the corner tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna go play NBA Jam <laughs> <laughs> because I can play it online.
0: You've been yeah. a bad game. Been a bad game. You're gonna sit in the
4: corner. Can they, can they also fix <laughs> oh. the shooting? Yeah, they're, the rebounding.
5: They're, he's, yeah. He's, they're shooting in that know. game? <laughs> <laughs>
4: there's there's a at it, and there's a look. But, but here's and, the thing. Yeah.
1: Why, in a street ball game, do you have a ref whistle when you're inbounding?
3: <laughs> true. Why? That's true. I didn't there's, even think about
1: like, that. There's like two seconds where, where when you grab the rebound and you go to inbound, you've got to wait two seconds... For the whistle to blow, and then you can inbound it. that like, it's ridiculous.
4: Yeah, it's, can we get it's, some it's can we get stupid. some gauges and meters that kind of explain how you get off a perfect shot to get the four points, or like a, you know, a, you know you have to maybe help it, with it, your timing a little bit? Because it, it's like it, yeah, not hold it long enough. Yeah, exactly.
0: The funny thing with the timing of the shots in, in NBA Playgrounds is you actually have to watch the animation of the character when they reach the peak of their jump that's when you release for the shot and yes, yeah, so anyway, I played a bit of it but still,
1: it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense because you can get a, a three-pointer for, for a slam dunk mm-hmm.
0: You can get an additional point for a perfect shot That's the difference right. It doesn't matter what the shot is you get an additional point if you orchestrate it perfectly
4: Every I just think they night. need to have a, a few extra things in there, a few extra you know, just to kind of and that's what the beauty of NBA jam, the beauty of NBA Street was. It's like the the combos and the movements made sense to build up your meters to, you know, get things off. You knew if you missed a shot it's because you because the timing meter was off.
3: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well let's not let's
0: not turn this into an NBA conversation. This was Julius getting a little weight off his shoulders. Do they feel a little lighter?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm good.
0: Excellent. Eric, why don't you okay. keep on
4: going on with what Grind is? is? Uh, mine is basically, yeah, like we said, we're in 2017. We're worried about extra power and consoles, but, you know, how come we can't have on both of these consoles, quote, unquote, a busy or away button, you know, to let people know <laughs> that you're there, but you may not have a moment to, like, <laughs> you know, to play or talk or chat, you know. Sit in offline mode when you really don't want to be away, you just kind of, you know, you may not be in a mood to chat or in a mood to talk, you just want to game, but you actually may want to jump in a conversation at some point. Yeah. It's it was there on 360 and I think it was there on PS3. Why
3: mm-hmm. can we get that back?
4: Amen. It seems simple.
3: You
4: know? So yeah, that kind of like aggravates me, like, you know. Okay, do
0: you need a cuddle or are you feeling better now?
4: I feel better.
0: Okay, good, good. That's the whole objective of this (laughs) segment of the podcast. (laughs) Sam, what is grinding your gears?
2: It's 2017 and we have games releasing with peer-to-peer networking. Peer-to-peer networking is not efficient. Peer-to-peer networking is what you use when the servers have died and you want to keep the game open for anybody to play theoretically, but you don't want it to cost a lot, you know, to keep the servers running. We have dedicated servers all around the world. There are different services, yeah, surfaces like, you know, um, what Microsoft is offering with their Azure cloud or the Gaikai streaming servers. The point is there's plenty of data centers. Why do all games not have dedicated servers mandatory? I'm tired of connection issues and launches like For Honor where the game crashes and it's a timing, precision, combo-based game, but God help you, maybe you'll get enough ping and maybe you won't, regardless of your internet connection, because, you know what, then all of a sudden you're getting screwed by three other people who managed to gang up on you because you couldn't see them coming because your game lagged out. And that's just one. Then we've got Injustice 2 and all of its problems. And then hearing that Destiny 2 is going to run on peer-to-peer servers? That made me cringe up. Stop it. Stop it. It, it. We can move on. We don't need to use those relics of the past. Please.
0: Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Feels like you got that load off your chest now. Feeling a bit lighter?
2: A bit. A bit, right, yes. Good.
0: Good. Just shake it off. Just tell us it, it. You'll be right. You'll be right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: God. All right. Well, what, what grinds my gears? is so I recently revisited Halo uh, not Halo Forza Horizon 3 the most recent um the most recent Australian version of um, Forza and I got a taste again for just how badly any studio seems to do the Australian accent I mean has anyone noticed that
4: Yeah it's either very exaggerated <laughs> Very it
0: is terrific. We don't walk around here like, yo, Sheila, can you like pop the lid on that uh, Datsun <coughs> when I over there? No, we don't talk like that. Evidently, we talk like this, how I'm talking right now. But apparently, we have to sound like we're a bunch of inbred bogans. Why is that?
3: We Why is that? We right.
0: created Wi-Fi. This country created Wi-Fi. Enjoy your Wi-Fi, people. We created it. We're not dumb, we're not inbred, we're not idiots. So why does every developer insist on making the Australian accent sound like we are a bunch of bogans? Anyway, that's what Grunsmoke is.
5: I actually have a theory on why that is.
0: Oh, yes, please do.
5: It's because a lot of Americans, and this is speaking from first-hand experience, don't know the difference between Ameri- uh, between Australia and England. I think it's the same accent
0: yes mm. yeah I, quite often i get asked if i'm from england or from britain i'm like uh you know am i talking like this about the queen and how the crown yes. is all that matters no i'm not from britain
5: i but every yes. convention i go to so that people say to me so what's it like in australia i'm like i don't know i've never been <laughs> like, but there's a clear difference
4: <laughs> if you just listen you there's a clear the difference same. from the accent yeah no, so you those know, know the same island as a person i wanted to uh <laughs> that wanted the, uh, was a refund on phantom
3: dust. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, well, now everybody's add their concerns, got what grinds their gears off their shoulders and their chest. So we all feel like we've had a great group therapy session. We actually do have a couple of questions in the chat section from some of our viewers, so we're going to very quickly go over these so that we can wrap up and get out of here on time. Polarbeard has asked, "What do you think of the ever-growing amount of games to movies slash shows? Will they ever break the barriers between gamers and non-gamers in the movie world?"
1: I think they will eventually, because um, a lot of people now these days are growing up as gamers. So as as mm-hmm. they grow up and get into you know the film industry or you know become writers and that sort of thing, I think. They will fix the problems of the past, where you have executives who who don't see the connection between um, the movie medium uh, to uh, to the game medium. So I, I think I think that you know eventually we we'll, we will get to a point where a movie adaptation of a game will get the service the or the uh, the the treatment that it
4: it deserves.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyone mm-hmm. else want to weigh on that one before we bring in the next question?
4: Yeah, we the well, perfect I medium be very... for that is the, the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Because games are typically anywhere between what, it can be 6 to 10 hours, or it can be 10 to a 100 hours. And it's sometimes I think it's hard to translate that into a movie.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, hopefully they keep at it, because I really enjoy movies and TV shows that are based on video games, so just, yeah, they got to get a little bit better at it. Um, the other question that we've had asked is, do y'all think that, <laughs> sorry, Tommy, <laughs> but that's how you wrote it. do y'all think that the next generation of consoles will come with VR?
2: Weren't you just complaining Ish. about stereotypical accents?
4: <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> wait a minute.
0: That's <laughs> <And laughs> the reason I did it.
4: You do realize yeah. you're talking to a couple of southerners, right? <laughs> you, you realize.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do. Do you want to answer the question? Or you want to complain?
5: <laughs> I, um, I actually think when at E3, when the Scorpio we get all the details on Scorpio, it will be say it is HoloLens ready, and that will be one of the big yeah. selling points is that AR will come ready for Scorpio. I don't, I don't think HoloLens will be ready for the same time of the launch. But it will have the slots or ports or whatever it needs. Just go, hey! Now we've now that our Hololens AR headset is out for Minecraft because that's always going to be working on with it. Yeah. That will come in built in with Scorpio.
3: Yeah,
2: I don't think we're going to see any bundles immediately. Not for like the first year. Windows VR and Hololens are still kind of coming into their own. However, that being said, Windows VR is growing. Um, more and more developers are getting the development kits. It's in more inexpensive than PSVR and Oculus Rift, that sort of thing. The, t- the specs are good. It's not cumbersome. So, I think down the line we might see some sort of bundle for if, like, bundled with you know a Scorpio uh, headset and a VR game or two or three, but not in the near future. Mm, mm.
3: Don't get me sugar. fair enough. Fair
0: enough. I, I think that VR, VR is where we're heading. VR is is going to be the main thing. Like there will not be consoles that are not VR capable that are being brought out and expecting to do well in the next three to four years at the most. I really believe that there is going to be a, a big push towards that. If you have a look at the sales for the PSVR, it did a lot better than anybody ever thinks it did. So, I'm and, and I'm hopeful because VR. Oh my God, it is amazing. I love it. So yeah, my 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 hopes to that is that yes, this is a real thing, and I would expect that the Scorpio and the PS Five, whatever they name it, will both come. Well, I mean, we know the PlayStation well; it's already PSVR ready. But at least you know the Scorpio will release being able to put a VR headset onto it and run with VR games. So yeah, it's exciting. I
3: love VR. It's so much good.
1: So on until that we note, fix the issue with uh, with it being tethered, um, I'm not on board.
0: Yeah, but the latency, that, I, there's a completely another, a completely another That's a completely other... Yeah, yep. yeah. We'll be here for an hour more if you, if you even let me get close to getting into that. Uh, so what we are going to do, people, is we are going to go ahead and wrap up. I want to thank everybody who joined the live chat tonight. It was so amazing here your thoughts on all of the things that we discussed, all of your input into the conversation, and it was so nice to see how well you all play together so well. It's lovely. <laughs> Thank you mm-hmm. to all of our panelists for taking the time out to be here today, particularly Obi, because I believe it is about quarter to three in the morning for you at the moment. It is indeed. So, yeah. <laughs> so wow. you've uh, you've done very, very well to be here at this hour of the day. Everybody who listens to this later, please, by all means, if you're interested in anything that we've been talking about, make sure you go and visit the Real Game Media website. Absolutely every topic we discussed today is detailed up there, so you'll have all the trailers and all the information, links, and beta codes you need. And on that note, Obi, would you like to do about OSD? Tell people where they need to go, what they need to do, how they can donate, and how they can support
5: everything if they head over to 8bitsloot.org you can donate there and learn all about uh, Operation Supply Drop and 8bitsloot which is the fundraising twitch gaming side of how we how we fundraise it's military appreciation month right now so it's our big push of the year so if anyone does have any sort of money anything that they can donate please head towards 8bitsloot.org and help us out that way
0: Fantastic. Excellent. Thank you very much. Julius, I think you have a couple of updates for people about where they can find our podcast.
1: Yep. Uh, just in case anybody uh, is interested, uh, we are on SoundCloud now, so we will be uploading a copy of this podcast for your listening pleasure uh, later tonight. And or displeasure. Uh, I
0: mean, take it how you say it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never <laughs> displeasure. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, you can uh, take it. take us with you. Indeed. Indeed.
0: Eric, have you got any final words before we leave?
4: No. I just want to thank everybody for hanging out in the chat. The chat is always awesome. Um, and, yeah, just uh, want to thank uh, Sam for being here at almost 3 in the morning. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Mr. Thank Talbot, you any me. final words?
2: Just keep your eye on Real Game Media. We have a lot of stuff going on, lots of news that I really wish I could talk about right now, but we'll be able to talk about, you know, once E3 happens, impressions coming up. Good stuff. Good stuff. Keep checking the website.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, we we do have a lot of information coming up for you soon. We are going to be streaming for Operation Supply Drop again next weekend, so make sure you pay attention to our Facebook and Twitter accounts for more details on that. We will be back in two weeks' time with the finals of the debate, where it will be myself going head-to-head with Anchorman V. You know it's going to go down, but in between then and now, (laughs) play games, have fun, be kind to each other, and this has been another Real Game Media
3: podcast.